Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast, Season 5, Episode 17, of course. Hello, Jen. Hey, Steve. You guys remember Jen. <laughs> Have I been gone longer than you? Jen looks very saucy tonight in a black tank top, black leggings, and what looks like a Taylor Swift cardigan. It's my cardigan, yeah. It's the cardigan from Cardigan. I don't know what that means. Oh, Steve. Jen's always very disappointed in my lack of Taylor Swift knowledge. It's true. Well, it was just the one-year anniversary of the... Re- two-year anniversary of the release of Folklore. I don't know what that means either. Which means nothing to you, which is the album on which Cardigan is on. Okay. And now it's August, which is also a song on Cardigan. So I was really feeling... The Taylor Swiftness of it all. Well, it's a shame Taylor Swift wasn't on How I Met Your Podcast, but we do have J Lo tonight. <laughs> she would have been very young, I feel like. I don't have really anything to cover. We have a couple emails, but they're both about this episode, so we'll do them at the end. Okay. No, I was just going to throw out our long-standing apology. I was sick, and Steve was sick. I'm not. I, yeah. Let's let's not <laughs> apologize anymore. Okay. But yeah. Then I'll. Oh no, we do have a little bit of news. I mean, uh, just us news, <laughs> but we watched another episode of How I Met Your Father that oh, we actually yes. um, enjoyed. And Thanks then, for remembering. Yep. Yeah, and then we started uh, Neil Patrick Harris's new show, Uncoupled, which we're, we're I, I at least, I'm very much enjoying it. I assume you are, too. Yeah, I'd like to say it was, as far as the How I Met Your Father goes, I can't remember what episode it was. Seven or eight, I think. But to agree strongly with Jen... I don't know that I laughed that much more, but I, I'd say that there were some real natural laughs to it, mm-hmm. and I just enjoyed the episode more. And it was I've a better st- storyline. I've started to realize that I don't really care much for the character Drew. I find him very dull and kind right. of a drip, and they t- took him out for me, I think, in this episode. Seems like it, yeah. So the whole episode was really about Sophie and Jesse pursuing their dreams. Mm-hmm. Non-traditional careers and such. Right. And so, I don't know, if they kept up like this, I might be mm-hmm. interested in the show. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's gotten better for us as it's gone along, so. Right. And then for Uncoupled, the new Neil Patrick Harris show that is on Netflix, I'd say it's a good show. It's not great, but it's good. Mm-hmm. And it's enjoyable. We watched the first episode and then we went right into the second episode, mm-hmm. which I never do. Yes, Steve is very anti-binge, much to my chagrin. Yeah, I really like to... To drag things out. No, I like to savor. <laughs> it's much more poetic to say. <laughs> so we recommend that show mm-hmm. to anyone out there. It's yeah, and it's done by the same guy that did Sex in the City, and I feel a strong Sex in the City vibe Star. off of it. Yeah, Darren Starr did Sex in the City. He also did Beverly Hills 90210 and right. Melrose. Right. But it's got a very Sex in the City feel in that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the sort of city shots that they do in between scenes and the right. setups uh, feel very Sex and the City-ish. I have read someone kind of poking at it that it's very surrounding people with money and well, not, yeah. yeah, it's... Yeah, but, I mean... Very focused on the haves. If you live in New York City in your 40s, you probably have some money. True. And that's, yeah, that's who the story is about. So now it's not <laughs> going to be relatable to everybody. It's also very stylishly shot, mm-hmm. people wearing nice clothes, nice 
design set, you know, nice um, apartments and condos yeah. and yeah. clubs. Yeah, he's selling, you know, million-dollar condos, two-million-dollar condos. So, no, it's enjoyable. I've been, in, I've been liking it a lot. All right. I know something that you liked a great deal, which is this episode, because I could hear you laughing pretty much all the way through it. <laughs> yes, this was a wonderful episode. I think you actually liked it a lot more than I did. I loved the Bang Bang stuff. Mm-hmm. I really liked J-Lo in this. Mm-hmm. She had a couple really good scenes. And I liked the smug, condescending, so insensitive <laughs> that was going on. We'll get to that. Right. But the in-between stuff didn't do a lot for me, and I didn't love the super date song and oh really scene i don't remember if i liked it that much initially on rewatch it was it was funny to me um but this one yeah i didn't remember a ton about this episode so a lot of it was kind of like watching it for the first time in a long long time yeah it was definitely enjoyable oh and just you know incidentally there's j-lo news yeah her and ben affleck finally got got married married, so (laughs) i like them together yeah so i thought that was interesting you know timing that that news came out around this episode so let's go ahead and get into it. I'm excited to talk about this episode because it is fun, mm-hmm. and I've been looking forward to it. We start off with a scene next to the Hudson River. Barney's there with a blanket around him, and he's being questioned by a cop. And we get the narrator telling us what happened. That you know, A police boat pulled a 34-year-old white male out of the Hudson River, which was Barney. And Barney, being questioned by the cop, said this is all about a dame, and then we get sort of this real... F- film noir vibe music. <laughs> I was making time at the local watering hole. They didn't really carry on with this theme of this film noir no. theme. Although, I guess in the olden days you could call the Anita character a femme fatale, but I don't know. Probably not now you wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, doesn't there inherently have to be some murder happening with femme fatale? <laughs> no, they could just sort of be a foil for the protagonist. Okay. We have... Anita, played by, of course, J-Lo, looking fantastic. And Hitting she on... still looks good. Like, yeah. it's amazing. She, yeah. I, I'm i blown away. Whatever her routine is, like, I, I want to know all of it. Yeah, for some reason, TikTok thinks I want to know all of it, too, because they keep putting her <laughs> showing... She pops up on my TikTok showing how to layer her makeup in the morning. Oh, afford that to me. Okay. Maybe I can show on my For You page. Next time. Thank you. Anita's coming on to Barney. She said, there's nothing sexier than a man with a fine cravat. Again, I, the only time I've ever heard a tie called a cravat is on How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> right. <laughs> so there's a little banter back and forth. I, I actually did like this line of when Barney says, except for a woman who appreciates a fine cravat, and then she goes, how about we just call it a tie? And then they both laugh, and it cuts to Barney like talking to the cop, kind of laughing to himself about the joke again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was funny. They cut back to the bar again, and uh, this is McLaren's, by the way. Oh, I gotta say, um, there was a missed opportunity for a... Uh, of course you do, because I explained it to you. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, he says, you, you see, a cravat is a kind of tie, and the cop responds, I get it. Have we got... We've only gotten one of those so far, right? I think so. I guess maybe he knew better than to <laughs> say that. They cut to them being at Barney's place... Oh, wait, let me back up for a second. I found it weird that the cop called him kid. He seems about almost the same age. Yeah. That's how it opens. She's like, all right, kid, let's get this story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. All right, so <laughs> back to where we were. We're at Barney's, Anita and Barney there. She comes on to him pretty strong, gets them all heated up. 
And then, I, actually, I did like a line where, you know, she's talking about when she gets in bed with a man, her body becomes a machine, yada, yada, yada. It's getting very, like, you know, sweaty and sort of messy. And mm-hmm. Brian goes, good thing my cleaning lady's coming tomorrow. <laughs> right. And then she decides to leave. Yeah, just straight up. Good night. Yeah. No explanation. Just He going. says, wait, you said you're, you know... What about you know being fueled by lust and a singular hunger to satisfy my every my every carnal need? And she very performatively turns around to say no, and then exits. <laughs> <And> just leaves. <laughs> it's an interesting strategy she's trying here. We cut to McLaren's. Robin's talking about how her and Don actually Don's with them mm-hmm. and Russell and Lily table, and talking about how they're really hitting their stride as a news team. And Don refers how. To how well she did on a story about which rodents to avoid on the subway. The truth may surprise you. It's all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Don says goodbye. Marshall urges Robin that she's got to pounce on this guy. He's awesome. He sh- she should scoop him up before somebody else does. I like Robin's. I hope you're not talking about you. Lily points out that it's been a while since her and Barney broke up. Marshall says that, you know, but yeah, Barney's, you know, very much moved on. So we go to the apartment. Barney's recapping what happened with Anita. Talking about how she came up to his apartment, then she just bolted. The way he described it made Ted think of the book that he knows about called Of Course You're Still Single, Take a Look at Yourself, You Dumb Slut. Which is a book that helps single girls find a husband. Which I feel like this title is very of the time. (laughs) What? How so? Like, I I can't think of any examples, but I feel like there were books like this, like that kind of... (laughs) That are really long in title and a little too descriptive. Yeah, and like maybe a little, like, yeah. Trying to appeal to a very specific audience in this way, and I feel like that was a very common, like, girls referring to other girls as bitches and sluts. and. We see a lot of that in this show. Right. Yeah, we saw that in... um, Giddy-ups. Giddy-ups, yeah. So, I just, yeah. This is, this is giving me, yeah, early 2010 vibes. Ted's wondering if she might have read that book, and he asked Barney, did she slip the word sex into the conversation a lot? Barney is thinking back, and <laughs> she uses sex quite a bit in this sentence, in this, well, paragraph. Yeah, well, not even the word sex, just the sound sex. Yeah, because <laughs> she's not so talking about She says intersection. <laughs> she had to leave because she only had a couple of sex. Uh, totally sex. Yeah. And somehow this uh, someone, is working somebody for Barney. Fe- somebody fell on horse sex comment. <laughs> that was a bit too much. <laughs> right. That didn't really work for me. But this is very much working for Barney. Did she make a lot of contact with you? She did. She talks about his uh, microfibers and how sexy. It's very opposite penis talk because it's <laughs> the, 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 the tinier and the softer it is, the hotter it is. Right. <laughs> I love a tiny fiber. It's so soft. The more you touch it, the softer it gets. That's hot. <laughs> yeah, so Barney's realizing that, yes, these are all things that she did. Ted also tips off Barney and says, you know, she's going to turn down the date and give a lame excuse. Something like, and as he starts to say it, she, they, we cut back to her finishing the sentence. Yeah, I've already made plans to clean my garbage disposal and treat myself to a bubble bath, which is very specific. It very much is. Are we supposed to clean our garbage disposal? Or is it just a really bad excuse? I turn it on sometimes. Yeah, I mean, doesn't that, isn't it self-cleaning? I've heard something about, like, lemon 
rinds, and then sometimes ice helps, hmm. I've heard. Okay. But no, I, I don't think anyone cleans their garbage disposal. I mean, there's already soap going down when we clean dishes, so. Right. That's why I thought this. I mean, maybe this is just a really bad excuse for, like, a thing to be doing. <laughs> now, I know you think that dishes getting cleaned in the sink is happening magically, and that's why you think it's self-cleaning. But that's actually me doing that. Um, I feel like we covered this a few episodes ago, and you said you like having things to do. That's true. I'm just helping you. As she says as Barney calls her out, aha, as he bags on the book and accuses her of stealing from that book, she gets very defensive of the book. She thinks it's brilliant. <laughs> and she points out it scares away guys who are only interested in getting laid. <laughs> why not just say you have a kid? So she says this is why the book says never sleep with a guy on the first date. Totally. Or the second date. Of course. Or the third date. Well. Or the fourth date. And then she reveals. <laughs> it's actually 17 dates. And Barney, you know, does a very dramatic, you know, he grabs a chair just to fall off of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It was a good fall. <laughs> right. And so we flash back to the apartment and, yeah, Ted points out, yep, there it is in the book. No sex until after 17 dates. Ted's just giving up. Barney thinks that he's going to find a loophole by looking through this book. Mm -hmm. He can stay two steps ahead of her at all times. The phone rings. It's Don. He's asking Robin out for Saturday night. As this is going on, Marshall is wrapped with giddy attention. Yeah, and Robin is gearing up to to turn him down, and (laughs) Marshall runs in the other room, picks up the phone. And in his (laughs) high-pitched woman-on-a-phone voice that he used to pretend he was Stella one time, he accepts the date. And somehow Don goes along with this. Marshall talks her into going to, going on this. We get back to Barney, and he's you know, flipping through the book and realizes that Anita is actually the author of it. Oh, <laughs> like, her name must be Anita. <laughs> uh, guys, this is her. She wrote the book, huh? Her name must be Anita. Okay, my plan was to sleep with her, but this changes everything. New plan? I'm going to sleep with her. <laughs> Didn't do it for you, but I like that one. <laughs> I didn't deliver it as good as he does. We cut to McLaren's. It's Marshall, Lily, and Robin. Or is it just Robin and Lily? Uh, I think it's just Robin and Lily. Robin reveals that she actually put Anita on this project. Right. We get a flash to Robin interviewing her on the news. Um, of course, she starts off with a butt on. Yes. <laughs> that, is, that, that was high quality. I enjoyed that. Anita summarizes her book with the word no. It's all about empowering yourself. And then by doing that, you are simultaneously turning any jerk into a submissive, sniveling puddle of a man. Every girl's dream. And then Robin mentions the next book she has coming out. Of course, you don't have a retirement plan yet. Take a look at yourself, you you dumb slut. (laughs) So we get Robin and Anita kind of talking. and Mike comes over to offer them coffee. Like, we remember him as the cameraman that's on Robin's hook. Right. Anita straight up says no, like, very aggressively. She, her face is so intense when she says it. Right. And Robin says, yeah, like, you know, that'd be great, thanks. Um, and then they get into a conversation about, you know, is Robin dating anybody? And then it comes out that, you know, what happened with Barney and we don't hear, Yeah, now. we don't hear what Robin says, but we get to the end of it, and Anita says, Barney needs to be taught a lesson, say the word, and I'll destroy him. Yep, she decides that she can use the power of no to break Barney. Robin just needs to give her the go-ahead. Robin's doubtful about the that this really works, and then Mike comes back with a, 
half a dozen coffee choices <laughs> just for Anita, ignoring Robin. And then just looks at Robin like, oh, hi, Robin. I like that the <laughs> Turkish coffee he offers her in a little silver coffee tumbler. <laughs> nice. Like, he, went, he really went and put, put himself out for this. <laughs> so, so Robin wasn't going to consider it, but then something happened. Right. So then, yeah, we get another flashback to a time at the bar when Barney's talking about, you know, somebody he hooked up with, you know, very much comparing her to Robin. This was horrible. Yeah. This was just, yeah, unreal. So <laughs> as... <laughs> As he's telling the rest of the story, like Robin picks up her phone, calls her, and says, "Do it." Which, which Barty, <laughs> Barty, which sort of fills in the word for Barty that he, where this story was going, and he calls out spoilers on her. Right. Anita agrees, and for some reason, Mike's at her apartment, bringing her a martini. All right, we're in bed with Marshall and Lily, and Marshall is wondering if Lily knew that Robin was going through a mourning period regarding Barney and that she seemed fine and they said that she's caught her crying a few times and then something really horrible occurs to Marshall. Yeah. So we get a flashback of them at McLaren's and it's sort of a continuation of, you know, Barney's doing well after the breakup. Barney's dating again. He couldn't be happier. So we're picking up on a scene that we left off on before. Right. And we're getting what happened In fact, that. you know, now that I think about it, and I started to notice this, but it's sort of coming together for me more, that this same scene is shown in, like, five different right. cuts. Right. And at this point, <laughs> and you'll sing it with me, won't you? Of course. He, he says he couldn't be happier. I mean, that guy's been active. Sexually. <laughs> He's been just like, bang, bang, bang. You know, it's like, bang, bang. Bang, bang, a bang and a bang, I said a bang, bang, bang and a bang, 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 a bang and a bang, I said a bang, bang, bang and a bang. And as he go ahead, say it. I know what you want to say. So he like gets up in the middle of the songs, like dancing around at one point, like puts his face like inches from Robin's face. And she's sort of starting to cry or at least crumble a little. Yeah, she looks very uncomfortable. Lily does too, like he's not reading reading the booth at all. And Mar- just dancing around, having a grand old time singing Marshall's, you know, mad at Lily and Bad. Like, you're supposed to help me avoid these embarrassing moments. <laughs> but then she points out, but yeah, the song is kind of catchy. And then they start singing it in bed. <laughs> we go back to McLaren's. Ted and Barney are talking about what Barney's going to do. He, he hasn't can't been find able- a loophole. Right. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Ted suggests that he take Anita on a super date. So try to condense 17 dates worth of things into one date, and maybe that'll help him cross the line early. Barney would rather call it a mega date, but Ted's quite insistent. If you want me to help, it's a super date. Right. Seems like a strange hill to die on, but... Right. And Ted agrees to play on the whole thing. And then breaks into a slow song to describe the date. Barney feels a little, a little uncomfortable with this, because it's, it's yep. sort of, they're sort of doing this mixture of... When the show turns into a musical, usually everyone just kind of goes along with it. Right. But in this case, Barney's like, It's just Ted singing at the bar. Yeah, and then as he's singing and describing what the date will be, the scenery starts to change, and it shows the different settings on the date. We get a handsome cab ride, dinner, ice skating, probably a Rockefeller Center, uh, theater, it looks like maybe opera, because mm-hmm. they have the opera classes, and then finally fireworks. Right. And I, you know, I forgot that... Um Josh Radner actually has a pretty good voice. Like, I think he does music now. I don't know how. Like, if he's in a band or if he's, like, solo. does music? Yes. Did I say that incorrectly? He is actively a musician. 
Yeah, he's got like a two-person band with a guy from Silverchair, I think was the band the guy was in. Oh, really? An Australian band. Yeah. No, or maybe not Silverchair. It was a Ben something or other that used to date... Claire Danes. Used to date Claire Danes for a while. We've talked about this because I told you that they were releasing an album. And you're like, oh, I'm going to listen to that. And oh, then I, I teach you a did. few podcasts later. Like, oh, by the way, did you ever listen to that music that they put out? And you're like, no, not yet. No, that reminds me of to put it on my Spotify. Now, now you don't even remember that it happened. <laughs> you, you forgot that, you that Josh Radner does music. I didn't forget. I was pointing out that, that this reminded me of that. And you're so smug because you listen to the podcast episodes like a billion times like a narcissist. Jen, so insensitive. Such a woman. <laughs> All right, we go back to McLaren's, and Marshall's pumped up about Robin's date night. He's wondering where D-Bag's taking her. <laughs> and then decides, no, that's and, not a good yeah, nickname. <laughs> retreats on that nickname. Robin says she canceled. And it's Ted like- finds this out as he walks up. Robin had walked away, and Ted's, you know... Pointing out that she was totally excited an hour ago. Uh, it's, they do a flashback to Ted and Robin in their apartment. She comes out in a really sexy red outfit. There's mm-hmm. a prostitute comment. Um, she admits that she's excited to go out with Don. And then Ted says, well, you know, it's not going to be as romantic as... And why would Ted say this? Like, what a dick move. He, well, he's, I think he's just bragging about the date that he arranged without saying he was the one to arrange it. I guess. But I like how he sort of describes a little of it, and then he goes, they're calling it a super date. <laughs> right. As though he wasn't the one that made it up. Now, I hate this word, but I had to point it out because I thought it was funny. Um, apparently, the restaurant that he talks about, dinner Le at... Le de Coulettes. Yes. It's French for drop the panties. Yeah, that's right. I meant to mention that. <laughs> I read that trivia. <laughs> Marshall yells at Ted. Yeah, we Ted, get, how could you do that? Yeah, we get, the flashback ends with Marshall yelling at Ted. <laughs> Says that she's in a mourning period. Ted didn't realize this. And then we get a smug marshal. Oh, Ted, so unobservant. Such a guy. She was obviously crushed. Yeah, as if he didn't just make this revelation through Lily. <laughs> Maybe the night before. Ago. Yeah. Right, and so now Ted does the same thing Marshall did and thinks back to, to what the happened. The bang song. <laughs> yes. So we get another continuation of that scene where... All right, so wait. I'm going to be Marshall singing when you come up as Ted, Okay. Okay. So the bang, bang, bangity bang. Hey, what are you singing? Just a little ditty I wrote about how many girls Barney's been banging lately. Well, count me in for a verse. Great. Bang, bang, bangity bang. Bang, bang, bang. I love the dance. It's like finger guns as the bangs. And they're sort of spinning around and doing them behind them. And Then they all, you know, figure out Robin's in the bathroom. She's upset. Everybody kind of comes in and hugs her and... Then everybody shows up at Barney's apartment. I guess not everybody. It's Barney, Barney's Marshall, getting, or Ted, Marshall, and Lily. Yeah, Barney's getting ready for his date. They bust in, more or less, and Marshall punches the head off of the stormtrooper. <laughs> Barney wants to know why he did that. He says because he's angry at Barney. He's angry at himself. He's angry at Ted. And frankly, he's still mad at the Empire. <laughs> so Barney's questioning why he's mad at him, and <laughs> we get Ted then. Dude, you've been a real jerk in front of Robin while she's been going through her mourning period. Barney questions well, this. Well, before... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, So unobservant. Such a guy. Yeah. Now it's Ted and back Marshall. To, yeah, back to the smug <laughs> right. condescending. So Lily explains some of what's been going on. 
She says, of course she's upset. Take a look at yourself, you dumb slut. <laughs> yes, I It's really getting around. I enjoyed that quite a bit. <laughs> Older Ted points out that Aunt Lily... Older Ted narrates that Aunt Lily told Barney every excruciating detail of what he hadn't been seen since the breakup, and then we get a series of flashbacks of previous episodes, actually. Yeah, things we've already seen, but then, again, extended cuts of what happened after. And then we get back to the scene of the Bang Bang song. <laughs> it's already Marshall at the the one you know, the scene that we keep cutting back to. At this point, it's Marshall and Ted mm-hmm. singing it, and then all of a sudden you see Barney coming in, and he's playing Spoons. <laughs> As he's singing it with him. Right. <laughs> Barney hears all this and vomits into the stormtrooper head. Then we get the only joke I don't like in this, <laughs> which is Marshall referring back to him throwing up in the helmet. He said he did something worse in it after the Phantom Menace premiere. We're just like, ugh. <laughs> Wait, are you defending Phantom Menace? I'm not, but it just was a bad joke. Okay. I know they needed something. Mm-hmm. And I, I get that it, it should be Star Wars related, but it just, I, it was just so. Too obvious? No, just the yeah. level of cleverness was so much lower than the rest of this episode. Okay. Lily points out she was actually doing better until he decided to go on this super date. So Barney knows where to find her. She's at the shooting range. He points out that he knows she's upset. She tries to deny it, but her body language is telling you otherwise. Right. And then she just turns and starts shooting again, and then runs out of bullets and just throws her gun down the range. She says she's upset because he's constantly talking about his conquest, which makes her feel like she's just another number to him. He says she's not. And then she points out that he's going on this amazing date, which is a date that she never got treated that way. You know. Yeah, she's letting him have it. He... Confesses that he knew he was bad at being a boyfriend, but he had no idea he was much worse at being an ex-boyfriend. Wants to know what he can do to make it up to her. She brushes this off. He says, no, ask him for anything. She asks him not to sleep with Anita, and he says, done. And she points out, oh, please, you're going to sleep with her. You're going on the super date. He said, no, you are. And I always, all the times I've watched this episode, I always think that he's going to take her out, and then I forget that... (laughs) She goes with Don. Yeah, which is a much better yeah. version. So then we cut to seeing Don and Robin on the super date. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, we're back in McLaren's, and Barney, they're sitting around the table, Barney, Marshall, Lily, um, Ted, and Anita comes in, and man, she looks good. She's got this dress where it makes her look like a hot, like a hot green giraffe. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> it does. It's like a giraffe skin oh, pattern, it? but black and green. Okay. I did not notice that's what the, that pattern was. We got to get you that dress. I feel like I didn't like that dress. Like, I mean, obviously everything looks good on her, but I, I don't think I liked that pattern very much. Well, she comes in hot. Nobody stands her up like that. Normally she wouldn't do this, but she's clearly... Getting she's, a taste of her own medicine here, yeah, even though he's not doing this. this on purpose. But he has to say no to her. And she's like, you're trying the no thing on me. Which I'm actually surprised he didn't come up with this on his own as a strategy to try to get her to sleep with him. This is a very George Costanza, you're trying the it's not you, it's me thing on me? <laughs> if anything, it's me. So 
then we sort of get a negotiation going of, you know, maybe she'll compromise and he'll get lucky after the 12th date. No. 11th, 5th, no. tonight, no. tonight no. before dinner. No. To Ted. <laughs> How about you? Are you interested? Yeah. <laughs> I love his face when he says yeah. Right. Barney says no, and she says, well, no, her answer's no, too, but then she has a final offer. She whispers in her ear, which causes Barney to walk out of the bar, walk down the street, walk towards the river, and jump in. And for some reason, there's a sign on the gate that is the border between the sidewalk and the river that says, "No Hudson River, no diving. But it's facing towards the water, not towards... I mean, I guess... The inside. They needed us to know that, so there's an explanation for why he got a ticket. I suppose, but... <laughs> but yeah, that was the, the, interesting that you yeah. noticed that. He got a $500 ticket for it. We're back in real time. Mm-hmm. The cop says, yeah, she hopes it was worth it. Yeah, Barney hears, the fire, hears and sees the fireworks. Um, and we get, like, a cut to Robin and Don real quick. as they're, like, you know, kissing in front of the fireworks. And, yeah, Barney says he hopes so, too. Yeah. We get one final scene at the apartment. Robin's coming out from her bedroom. They want to, Everyone's there. They want to know how her date with Don went. She acts coy at first, <laughs> which is a word we just taught to our son tonight because the, the wordle, wordle today. today was coyly. And it was very difficult. Yeah. It took Jen and I both six times to get to it. And, and Tyler time, was very unhappy he didn't yeah, get it. Yeah, he had a five-word streak going. So. Oh, was it five? I thought it was only three. No, he had five in oh, a row. Oh, no wonder he was so upset. He doesn't know the word coy. Right. So thus, he doesn't know coyly, and so I explained to him what coy was. Yes, maybe should have just shown the scene. <laughs> <laughs> but as she's about to walk away after not explaining what happened on the date, she did say one thing did happen, and then she goes into the bang <laughs> yeah. bang song. Everyone joins in, except and, Barney, and except Barney. And Marshall has a <laughs> banjo. Just happens to have a, mar- a banjo sitting next to his chair, <laughs> which I'm not even mad about. That was excellent. no, that was great. <laughs> Yes, it was a solid ending. Yeah, that was one of the best buttons I've seen yes. at the end of the show. <laughs> and that's our episode. Great episode. Oh, I forgot to get our list. Probably great episode. Okay. Where did I rank this? It's not as high as you think it was. I can, I'll give you a hint. I already deduced that from the beginning of our episode, where you said that I liked it more than you did. 35. No, 87. Whoa! I was actually surprised, too. I'd like to go back through it and repoint it and see if I didn't give it a, a good enough look when I was doing going through and doing the rankings of these. That's why I think when I started to explain why I didn't like it as much as you did, I was trying to figure out, well, there's a lot of laughs in this and there's a lot of great famous scenes, mm-hmm. but I don't think we refer back to it very much. True. And I mean, there, we probably sing the bang song. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhat regular. That's probably the only thing. Yeah. True. My favorite joke, I think, was just all the bang singing oh, scenes. Yeah. It was a close second of the the smug. You're so insensitive, such a guy. Yeah, my that was my favorite too. Was the all the bangs, banging, singing, um, and then my second favorite was. Wait, before you go. Oh, okay. Say your second favorite because okay. I want to talk more about the bang singing. Sure. Um, so my second favorite was when they're all at Barney's apartment talking, and he says, of course she's upset. Take a look at yourself, you dumb slut. Um, what is it about that's so good about the bang song? I mean, it I just mean, works catchy. so well. I think it, the it's dancing about- really adds in on it. But Yes. Yeah, the dancing. 
the counterpoint but, to how we find out Robin's actually feeling as they're doing it. So it's really rubbing it in. It just it works so well for me. It's about banging. So and I it's mean, so that's simple. Great. It's a musical masterpiece. <laughs> All right. Maybe Josh Radner will do a cover on his new album. I, I already mentioned my least favorite joke. Um, my least favorite was actually one that you really liked. The when he's talking about like new plan. Yeah. I'm going to sleep with her. Yeah. Okay. I did not like that. It just it felt lazy. Or too I don't know. Maybe just too cliche Barney at this point. Where it's like, eh, be more creative, Barney. I sadly I find that it's at least lately, and maybe it's been going on longer than I can remember, our worst jokes come from Barney. It oh. seems like a lot lately. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And sometimes the best stuff comes from him too, but and often maybe, the worst comes from him. I wonder if it's because it doesn't been, age well. Well, but also they've been playing up, you know, him sleeping around, and he's constantly making reference to it in these really like stupid ways. Yeah, I I feel like he was a more unique character back in the 2000, you know, in the right. 2005 to 2011 time frame, he was sort of unique as a character like this, except for Joey on right. Friends. I think Joey was really the one of the few examples of a sitcom where you had a character that was over-sexualized and successful at it, too. Yeah, but Joey wasn't as necessarily, like, yeah, tricking. Joey women. was cute he and sweet had. about it. Barney's sneaky and schemy about it, and right. it just doesn't age as well in that regard. But I think at the time, he was like you know the Kramer of the show. He was the yeah. I don't think Friends had a Kramer esque character yeah. that was so different from everybody else. But it, he just sort of really stood out then, and now it's kind of been done a lot since then. Right. Yeah, and I think it's a lot. I think we've talked about this before. Of like, yeah, sometimes you watch Seinfeld again. It's just like, oh, that joke is so tired. But then, yeah, in the time, it was one of the first. But it's just been so overdone Mm -hmm. at that point. Where it's just like, oh, now it just seems like not great. Right. Well, we have two emails we're going to read. I'll read first from Gerda, our friend from Lithuania. Yay! Welcome back. Gerda writes, "Hey, it's Gerda, your fellow Gen Z fan." Just finished listening to Hooked. Ah, it was great. That episode is one of my favorites. I have a few questions for you both. One, how are you doing? And in parentheses, I hope that you're both doing great. Aww, we're doing really you. well right now. Yeah, we are doing great. I mean, work's crazy for both of us. We both just got over colds, but overall, yeah, life's good. We're about we got to- a beach trip in a few weeks. Yep, we're about to close on our house. Yeah. What has been a long, long process. Yeah. So, yeah, life's good. Thank you for asking. Hope you are well as also. She goes on to ask, which Himyum character is the most similar to you? She says she finds herself to be very similar with Robin. She wants to become a TV reporter. Her biggest dream is to live in New York. Awesome. Um, I'd say for me, probably Robin. (laughs) I'm probably Robin, too. Except I want want kids. But now that I have one kid, I'm glad to have just one kid and don't want more. And I think she wanted kids, or a kid, once she found out she couldn't have kids. But we joked about this, how, you know, she doesn't feel as much sensitivity towards things, and that's sort of like me. Yeah. Yeah. You're not quite as empathetic as other humans. Yeah, I'd say I'm closest to her. What about you? Hmm. I like guns. (laughs) No, you don't. Um... That's a tough one. I'd have to probably say Lily. Yeah, you're Lily. 
Yeah. You're a horrible, horrible artist. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, been in. You're all eyes and boobs. Oh, that's true. Um, <laughs> it made me lose my train of thought. <laughs> but no, like, yeah, yeah, we've both been in long term relationships, but also, you know, try to keep a sense of self to ourselves as well. And, you know, eventually Lily becomes a mom. I don't know. Yeah, I. I don't know that there's a one-for-one, one, but I'd say probably Lily is the closest. You're very maternal, and so is Lily. Yeah. And then, which Barney's girlfriend is your favorite? Hers is Quinn. She was fierce. She loved her. Yeah, you know what? I actually thought Quinn was going to end up being the match for Barney. I don't know that I loved that they ended that storyline the way they did. See, really, there's three, right? I mean, there's Quinn... Robin, and who was the one that worked with Robin? What was her name? Patrice? No, she was British, <laughs> and oh. she looked Indian, oh, of gosh. Indian descent. Um, oh, my God, what is her name? Yeah, that's right, I forgot all about her. I can't remember her name. Nora? Nora, that's it. Okay. Thank you. I, you know what? I have to re-see the Nora episodes to make up my mind. I, as of now, I wasn't a huge Quinn fan. I, I really think the actress is beautiful, mm. and... She has great comedic timing as an actress. The character, though, itself, I don't know. I I think, you know, Barney would have needed somebody to challenge him. I mean, Nora did a bit, but I just, I don't know. I felt that that would have been the closest match. I think probably for Robin for me. I think, I, I think Robin's my favorite for him. Okay. Lastly, she has a suggestion. We should both take this test, and it's a link. Oh, how, which How I Met Your Mother character are you? Maybe we should have taken that yeah. before we answered our... <laughs> For next week. Yes. And then she says, bye, I love you. Aw, thanks. We love you, too. Nice to hear from you. Well, again. at least I do. I don't think Jen's quite there, ready to say it yet. <laughs> All right. Jen, why don't you read from Danielle? Welcome back, Danielle. That was a really funny episode and so heartwarming. Marshall accepting the date on Robin's behalf was really cute. Lily's look when the guys are explaining how they've been jerks is so funny, especially when Marshall first says, such a guy, like, do you hear yourself? I think the joke builds... Oh, I think we forgot the rest of that sentence. Um, I think the joke builds when Ted and Marshall, I guess, you know, she's probably saying that, yeah, it's funnier as each of them, you know, start playing that role. Mm-hmm. It's funny, I didn't remember the reason Anita tries to get Barney, so I felt anxious through the episode. But after watching the episode, it's really sweet and a funny story why Barney says no. Favorite joke was definitely Marshall yelling at Ted. I feel like if you don't remember the episode, you have a similar reaction. I guess the worst joke would be, Bang Bang Song! No! Danielle! (laughs) (laughs) It's not funny to me. Love ya. Oh, Danielle, love ya too, but oh, we are on opposite sides of the Bang Bang Song. It was... It was a good run, Danielle, <laughs> that we had as a thruple of <laughs> How I Met Your Mother fans. Okay, well, everyone else, be sure to write to us, if you can, at runklerecaps at gmail.com. And it's late, so I think Jen and I are going to adjourn to the bedroom. And <laughs> Jen, if you would, sing it with me. <laughs> I will not. Sleep, sleep. Sleep it sleep. I said asleep, sleep, sleep it sleep, 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 sleep. And on our super sleep. Can't. <laughs> All right, Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.